Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? We're having a New Year's party because this is the end of the year. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Coulter Nuanas, and Rajim Seabrook rolling with you here on your Wednesday. It's a Friday like no other for me because uh, I got the next, I don't even know how long, week or so, maybe even more than that, off. And I'm very much looking forward to doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a goal. I'm going to try to read at least three books between the time I leave this studio today and uh, the time I get back uh, in the studio. And anything else that involves my computer, my cell phone, the television, uh, forget about it, man. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to find me anywhere except for maybe trying to test the elements outside and sitting there uh, reading the books or the magazines. So happy to be here. It's been a fun year. And, uh, of course, we have a ton to get to today. A couple non-conference closing games last night for the University of Montana and Montana State. They both were competitive against a couple of the top teams in college basketball. Also, of course, it's National Signing Day, or I should say the opening of the early signing period. A whole bunch of new prospects incoming for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats and a ton of guys from in this state that we have talked to previously and we will keep on talking about. So we'll go through all of that. We'll also continue our conversation about the NCAA transfer portal and the state of affairs uh, in college football. Last week on the ESPN Roundtable, we got through half of my top 10 storylines from across the Big Sky Conference. So we'll give you the top five. We got through 10 through 6 last week. We'll give you 5 through 1 here this week at the top of the second hour. And uh, then we'll talk about something that's been sort of endless fodder here these last couple weeks. That is Deion Sanders, Colorado his philosophies, the things he's doing. I think it has an opportunity to change the, the the face of college football. I also think it has an opportunity to fall flat on its face. And uh, if we can fit it in, we'll also do a little NFL as well. Uh, so there you go. It's your show, Outlook, presented by Brett Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. What's up, dude? How you doing? I like that Christmas sweater. You know me, man. I I have like the opposite of the Bill Cosby sweater collection. My sweaters are actually like nice. Um, thank you. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmahana Kwanzaa. Three Kings Day. Boxer Day. Covering all the aspects, realms, and circles. Um, good to see you, man. It's uh, it's nice to be able to wear sweaters. I'm not a sweater guy. I can't pull off the sweater. Oh, dude. 
I, I, I love it's one of my favorite. Yeah, you can do it because you rock clothing. the beanie all the time. You got the, the khakis on. It's money. Oh, you know what's up? A walk. It's like uh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, a hip hop video meets a J Crew catalog. <laughs> Well, people that have been following along, you know the regime's involved in the community in a variety of different factors, but uh, no coaching this winter, right? Are you jonesing yet? Uh, no. Wow. Uh, for the first... Maybe after the holiday turns. The first... Well, I will be coaching girls middle school basketball. Okay, cool. Oh, you're going to do that. Yeah, That's but good. like this okay. is the first time in 13 years I am not coaching like this time of year for basketball. So right. it's really weird. Um it's awesome eating dinner at like five fifteen, <laughs> for sure. Right? You know, eating more cooked meals than meals that are either delivered or through a drive-through. I don't have like the coaches expanding waistline as my <laughs> athletes get skinnier because they're running around. So um, it's awesome. It's been like a boost to the morale and uh, like more time with my kids. Like that's that's just been awesome and. You know, again, not having bust back or bleacher butt is really awesome this time of year. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Well, uh, speaking of uh, hoops, by the way, you can always stream the show on the ESPN MT app or on uh, the station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the conversation today, as we wrap up the 2022 calendar year here at Noana's Now, you always can. Call on us or text us, 406 888 1029, that's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV fold line. So call or text us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything like that. Uh, that is welcome here uh, on today's show and, and anytime as well. Uh, speaking of hoops, last night Montana played at Gonzaga, and they took the Bulldogs down to the wire. It was a good game. Good it, was, game. it was a one- or two-possession game all the way till the end. I, I would argue one of the better non-conference performances against a Power 5 that, that Travis Secure has had in his nine years at the helm there for Montana. And then Montana State, they were in the mix. Uh, and Gonzaga, by the way, number 11 in the country. And uh, Gonzaga ended up winning that game 85-75. More on that in just a minute. But that's 72 straight home wins for Gonzaga. So that is absolutely one of the toughest places to play in America there at the Kennel in Spokane. And then down in Tucson, number 5 Arizona hosted Montana State. And that was a, a seven-point game with about nine minutes to play. And then the Bobcats kind of ran out of gas. They were only three of 24 from beyond the arc. Yikes. And they also missed nine free throws. And great Osibor, who's one of their better players, and uh, sort of their number two post guy behind reigning MVP, big sky MVP, Jabril Bello, he was a no-show. I mean, he had zero points in this game. And he really struggled with Arizona's size. Although, if I was the big sky conference and I watched that game last night, you better hope that the Jabril Bellow that showed up last night doesn't show up at Big Sky Conference play because going against a guy who's going to be a lottery pick in Arizona starting center, uh, Bellow was a beast. He had 18 points, 8 rebounds, and uh, was 8 of 10 from the floor. So uh, it, all that said, the Bobcats, not enough shooting, not enough free throws, and they fall 85-64, but a couple big-time games for the Montana schools within conference play on the horizon. We'll come back to that in just a minute, but speaking of conference play opening up, the Grizz host Eastern Washington next Thursday, and they host Idaho next Saturday. It's New Year's Eve day. It's a matinee, 2 p.m. We got a four-pack of tickets for you. So call right now, 406-888-1029. Call number four. We got four tickets for you to Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. tip. Grizz versus Idaho from Dahlberg Arena. So call us right now, 406-888-1029. Four tickets to a New Year's Day matinee. 
for uh, Grizz Hoops. Have you got a chance to check out Grizz Hoops much yet this year? Yeah, I was at, a, I was at the, well, Lady Grizz more so than the Grizz. Well, because the men Grizz have only been at home a couple times. Yeah, They've been, been on the road for like they, the whole duration of non-conference. Watched a lot of Grizz on television, sure. but uh, I was just at the Lady Grizz uh, tech game on Sunday with the oh, kids. Nice. And it was that was like a Missoula reunion game, especially like not only between the teams, but just between like the people in the seats. So that was a good game. Um, yeah, the, the Grizz, the Grizz, Men's program looks a little different this year. They they almost have an edge, if you will. They de- and they they needed to get the edge back. Yeah. That was what they were missing. They were they were you know you you, you can't win a knife fight a knife fight with a spatula. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was it's good to see them kind of have an edge and and playing and not um, playing in peaks and valleys, but playing throughout. Um, and last night's contest was a great great uh, uh, display of that. They they don't. I'm not going to say they don't have any depth because they do have a couple guys they can bring off the bench that are reliable just in terms of being able to operate within their They're system. Not deep. But they don't have any scoring off the bench. I mean, right. their starting lineup is scoring all their points. When they won against Prairie View A&M last Saturday, they scored 82 points, and the starting lineup had all 82 points. Yep. Like last night when when uh, Lalu Oke had a, a put-back bucket off the bench, that was Montana's first bench point in three halves of basketball. So I think that's one thing that could hold them back just because – I don't know uh, how long you can sustain that. That said, their starting lineup has so much more continuity. Mm-hmm. They fit together so much mm-hmm. better. I mean, last year they just they had too many of the same guys. They had multiple Truth. point guards, and like Robbie Beasley and Cam Parker are both good point guards, but they couldn't shoot. And so then when you have, then you're playing three point guards. And Brandon Windy can't shoot either. No. So you're playing three driving dish point guards that can't shoot if you're playing at the same time. What's that guy doing? He's just standing over there doing hanging, nothing. Hanging out in the cut. It reminded <laughs> me of the NBA of the late 90s, yeah, yeah, early yeah. 2000s, when you would have five wings on the floor or right. five point guards, like just too much of the same thing. Right. And at that point... Um, your wheel is shaped more like a triangle. It's going to move, but it's not going to move very far or very fast. And uh, I like what you said. The continuity and the flow with the starting five, maybe six, is so much better this year than it was last year. But after that, a good coach or an analytic is going to see that and expose them yeah, for yeah. such things. So yeah. that's a conversation to have either now or down the road. Yeah, I mean, when we get to conference play, Randall Whitney is certainly going to see the conference treatment where you're playing home and homes against everybody and Truth. everybody knows the scout. And Whitney has been out of this world. Mm-hmm. He has been as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's shooting like 80% over his last four games because he's not shooting. He's just getting to the rim on everybody. Go to the rack. But there's going to be coaches in the big sky that recognize, okay, but this guy can't really ha- doesn't really have a pull-up jump shot. And maybe he, has, he just hasn't shown it yet, but that, that's going to be kind of the scout. But I will say, a lot more optimistic and excited about Big Sky Conference hoops than I was about a month ago. About a month ago, the Big Sky was struggling across the board. But since then, multiple teams, including Montana, have turned the corner. The Bobcats have looked better as of late. Uh, the Grizz have looked better as of late. Northern Colorado beat Colorado State recently. Portland mm-hmm. State has beat Oregon State twice this year already, which is an interesting fold as well. Weber State had one of the wins of the year in college basketball. They went to Utah State, knocked off the and put it up. They they knocked off the undefeated Aggies. Who were, I mean, Utah State was getting top twenty five votes, and we no went doubt. in there and won. So I think a lot of young squads in the Big Sky uh, are playing. A lot better. So it'll be fun uh, to see uh, with Big Sky Conference uh, play on the horizons. If you want to go watch Montana's second Big Sky Conference game, 2 p.m. Saturday on the New Year's Eve day against Idaho, call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Um, 
Today, National Signing Day, the Grizz signed 13 prep prospects. The Bobcats signed 25 prep prospects. Uh, the Grizz signed eight guys from the state of Montana. The Cats signed 12 guys from the state of Montana. Uh, by the way, Regime Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuana is here in studio. First of all, what do you what do you think of, of signing day or this early signing period? It, to me, it's like when I first started doing this as a sports writer back in the mid-2000s, one of the things I sort of like actually take a lot of pride in being on the forefront of was covering recruiting for the newspapers uh, in Montana. But it used to take so much digging, man. I used to be calling high school coaches, and I'd be going to camps in the summer to see who the prospects were because nobody had Twitter. Nobody had Huddle. Nobody had all this stuff. (laughs) And so, like, me writing a story in the paper about this kid getting an offer used to be the only way that that news was out there. Now, everybody and their mom has Twitter. Breast and honored to receive an offer. You know, it's just like... It, it makes my brain melt because it's just constant. Everybody's getting offers from everybody all the time. Everybody's got film. Everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then now you got two signing days, too. So it's Dude. very rare we even get to the opening of the signing period where there's even anybody that was a surprise. Today, the Grizz actually had one uh, late surprise. They uh, they got a late commitment from Lucas Fritas, who's a uh, 6'6", 295-pound offensive lineman out of Mount Si High School there uh, in the Seattle area previously committed Eastern Washington. He was the only guy I didn't have on my list uh, coming into today's Saturday day. But other than that, I mean, it sort of lost its luster. You just First of all, hold on. You just say 6'6", 290 coming out of high school? 6'6", 295, baby. Oh, such a little man, isn't he? <laughs> Are you kidding me? What is... What's in... Like, what? I feel gypped in the genetic pool of life. Yeah, maybe. I'm raging at my forefathers right now. I mean, I want to be careful because I haven't really evaluated Lucas Fritas that much. All I know is that if you're 6'6", 295 when you're only 17 or 18 years old. That's what I'm saying. That's all. You got a long ways to go. You got a lot of life ahead of you that's going to be a challenge, I think. It all all depends on who's doing the chiseling on that rock, (laughs) brother. True, true. Fair enough. Um... Sorry, I got distracted. You know, the adult ADD just kicked in, folks. Like, <laughs> squirrel. Um, you know in the Matrix when the, the numbers are running up and down and mm-hmm. it's just like this almost like data stream of information and there's a lot of it? That's what I feel about signing day. There's just a lot of information about stuff that really, it's like, can we not talk about anything else? Locally, I think it applies. Um, friends, family, community. Sure, right. But like on a national signing day, you know who doesn't care about Missoula, Montana? The kids that are signing in northern Iowa right now. Like it really isn't a national thing. I mean, it's a national thing in the scope of things that kids across are signing and committing. Yes, but like, you know, I, I I care more about hot chocolate and turtlenecks right now. <laughs> I do think it comes with so much of an evaluation down the road, mm-hmm. especially for the Montana schools, because the majority of the kids that the Cats and the Grizz are going to bring in are going to be developmental kids, right? Like, for example, if you're 6'6", 295 coming out of high school and you're going to the FCS, you have some development to do. Oh, absolutely. Right? And, absolutely. But it's also the on the other side of the coin – if you're, uh, you know, if you're a kid like Zach Nyland or Everett Carr, a couple of the kids that are going to Montana State, oh, yeah. that are offensive linemen, those guys they gotta get bigger. They're, they're developmental on the other side where they're coming in as good athletes that can maybe grow into it. And right. so, uh, evaluating especially the fronts is gonna take a long time. I also find it fascinating because a lot of times you're gonna bring in kids like Bryce Greeby, for example, who's coming to Montana State. 
He's from Millstone, Montana. Population 121. You know, like the kids have been playing six-man football in a co-op. He's played every sport that there is to play. You know, he's never been in a D1 weight training program or anything. They don't have any clue what position he's going to play. He's been playing six-man football. The upside's crazy, but then how do you go about working and developing yourself? I, th- I think that's the part where I don't ever get all that excited on signing day because I just think that most of the evaluation to be done on this class, we can't do for three, four years. Oh, I agree with that. The one thing I will say is I will evaluate always the programs from which they come from. Um, Interesting point. Yeah, You know, so when I see a name like uh, Jalen Hall. Sure. Matter Day. Like that's just, that's a, that's a factory. Like when you get kids from De La Salle and Servite and schools like that, then, then there's a, the, the ceiling isn't, the glass is a little bit more pliable, so to say, because they're coming from programs that are, are producing college ready kids. Um, so I evaluate the kid, but I also evaluate the program that they come from. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas, Regime Seabrook, rolling with you here on your Wednesday. It's the last day of the year for me. I'm out after this, and uh, we'll be back after the new year. Very much looking forward uh, to some time off. I appreciate my main guy for rolling, uh, riding shotgun with me here. Uh, to wrap up 2022 for all of us. Got you, brother. Uh, here's the just quickly. We'll rattle through the names for the uh, the signees here. And we won't uh, divert too much for this. Probably going to keep it pretty Montana heavy just because those are the guys that we've actually seen. But for the Grizz, uh, the 13 guys they signed, we mentioned Lucas Fritas. They also signed Gage Slider out of Caspo Glacier High School, a quarterback. They also signed Kialili Ayat, who's the son of Brian Ayat, former Grizz great quarterback. Uh, Ayat the younger comes from uh, Kailua, Hawaii. Iverson Young, a late commit, a guy that was once committed to Louisiana Tech, but then decommitted to that to, co- to commit to the uh, the Montana Grizzlies. He's from uh, Waxahachie, excuse me, Texas, uh, and he's a three-star guy running back. Jalen Hall, who Rajin mentioned from Matter Day High School uh, there in Southern California, three-star nice. guy. Dylan Cohen is a, a two-star center out of uh, O'Day High School in Seattle, which has been a perennially very competitive high school. Tate Templeton. Tater Tot. From right here in uh, uh, Missoula Center. Hold that thought because uh, Rajim coached at Sentinel for several years now, so we'll get back to, to Mr. Templeton here in a minute. Jackson Tucker, who's a great two-way player for Billings West. Uh, six foot three, two 240-pounder. Austin Beeler, who is a uh, a, a block of clay, man. The kid, <laughs> oh my the kid is so big and and he's so tall and long. And even at 250, he's really skinny still. Uh, he could grow quite a bit. Comes from some great genes, too. I want his birth certificate. That kid's 25 <laughs> years old playing high school football. Uh, his mother, Greta Koss, was an all-time great Lady Grizz Amazing. player. And uh, his father also played uh, for the Montana Grizzly football team back in the day. So, a uh, hell of a capital guy. Cameron Guernsey, who's the son of Scott Guernsey, former Grizz receiver, and uh, now... A guy who does a lot of work on the radio. Uh, Cameron Guernsey comes from Butte to uh, Montana. Cy Stevenson, who's a good-looking linebacker out of Liberty, Montana. <laughs> Clay Oven, a guy that's another guy. When I'm talking about guys with great upside because they play multiple sports, Clay Oven's one of them. He's did, just, did his parents really do that to him with I that know, name? I know, right? He's got a little brother <laughs> named Kill, little sister <laughs> named Glaze. Uh, it's hilarious. But Clay Oven, really good uh, player out of Billing Central. And then Hayden Opitz, who's a versatile athlete. Ridiculous uh, athlete. Out of Helena Capital. Played pretty much every position on the field for, for Capital. Absolutely. Uh, both sides of the ball and the guy that uh, has a lot of upside. So that's your Grizz signees. The Cats, they got Jack Nyland, who's a three-star offensive lineman uh, out of Idaho. 
Talon Marsh, who's the big sky, or excuse me, the uh, Class Double A uh, defensive MVP out of Helena Capital, great player, very good player. We're going to come back to him in just a minute. Chance Wilson, who's an electric quarterback out of Oklahoma, a kid that has just absurd track and field times. I mean, this kid's like a 47-second 400-meter runner, state champion hurdler. His feet, it, if you watch his his film, yeah. his feet don't touch the ground. For sure. Like, it's ridiculous. He's it's a, like trying to catch rain, son. He's a ridiculous athlete, but he also can spin it. Uh, Cats beat multiple uh, FBSs for, for Chance Wilson. He had uh, offers from um, everywhere between Tulsa and Akron, Toledo, and uh, North Dakota State was in the mix as well. So that's mm. a good get for Montana State. Mm-hmm. Everett Carr from Bozeman High School, staying home to play for the Cats. Zach Wable, who's a, a three-star linebacker out of Oregon. Adam Jones uh, from right here in Missoula Sentinel. And J.J. Dolan from right here in Missoula, Missoula Sentinel. Both those guys headed to Bobcats. Jacob Trimble, who's a wide receiver out of Texas. Hunter Provence, who's a tight end out of California. Taki Yulia who's the younger brother of Danny Yulia who's the starting inside linebacker for the Cats, uh, out of what, from Western Washington. Coulter Petrie from Helena High. Bryce Greeby, who we just mentioned, who's a six-man uh, standout from uh, Millstone. Scott Trey Humphrey, who's a three-star running back out of Washington. Uh, Javante King, uh, who is a wide receiver out of Idaho. Uh, Hunter Shaborno, who's an uh, athlete out of Montana. Mentioned J.J. Dolan, Jonathan Lumen, who's uh, from Florence, as is Patrick Duchesne. Uh, um, Cedric Jefferson, who's an offensive lineman out of California. Andrew Powdrell, who had a Michigan State offer out of Texas, who's uh, coming to Montana State as an athlete. Luke Smith, a guy who was recruited by both the Cats and the Grizz. Big tight end out of Bozeman High School. Ty McCullough, anybody that follows the Frontier Conference, you remember Andre McCullough, who was an All-American at Rocky Mountain High School. Ty McCullough's his little brother. And uh, Ty McCullough, also a transfer from Colorado State. Blake Stillwell, who's a JUCO transfer, uh, who comes from the Houston area but played his uh, JUCO ball in New Mexico last year. Tom Carter, the Class AA Offensive Player of the Year out of Helena mm. Capital. And Michael Diamato, who's a three-star defensive back uh, out of California. Rajim, I want to just ask you just about <laughs> some of the Montana kids from the AA ranks because you were coaching there for Sentinel, so you got to see some of these guys. Don't ask me about Helena Capital. <laughs> well, Capital, I mean, they got four guys. Oh, great, great. Two coming on each side, right? Hayden Opitz and Austin Beeler coming to the Grizz. Totally. And uh, Talon Marsh and Tom Carter going to the Cats. All four of these guys are really talented. Yeah, Talon Marsh out of the four is my favorite one to watch because I, I just think his – a lot of people say football IQ and, you know, what what can you do and what can you say to, to, to give that context but also to back it up. And to me, the football IQ translates to what you do on the field. And when I look at Talon Marsh, like, the boys' football IQ is where it needs to be, which has unlimited, max, unmaximized potential. Um, Helena Capital, as you know, was just a juggernaut this year. And those four young men in particular were, were some of the leaders on and off the field. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they do on the next level. Um, some of them are already physically <laughs> almost there. Uh, once they get into the weight room and into the classroom, the sky's the limit for them. So uh, my hat's off to those four individuals in particular. Yeah, I think Hayden Opus needs to find a position uh, and then hone in that position. Agreed. Austin Beeler just needs to put on the weight. Truth. I think that uh, Tom Carter's got the speed. He's just got to get bigger. He's He's small. But, I mean, he's state champion. So fast. I mean, he's state champion in the 200 meters. He was the favorite to win the 100 meters, and then that was a, a crazy race last year. But either way, I mean, he is state championship level fast. In, Absolutely. In the 100 and the 200. And uh, 
also a guy that I think it means a lot to him because he comes from a Bobcat family. His old man played at Montana State. His uh, grandfather uh, has some ties there as well. His sister Elena is a, a great track star there for the Bobcats. Uh, but Tala Marsh is actually the one that I think is is the guy that's the – I've been wondering for so long – I'm glad we agree on this. For so long, I like you. For so long, the Montana schools always got their offensive and defensive linemen almost exclusively from Montana. Mm-hmm. And there's been now there's sort of this 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 uh, there's this gap in recruiting because the Dylan Rollins and Jacob Andersons of the world, the <laughs> the Power Five learned that there's big old dudes in Montana. So now so, sometimes the best offensive linemen is going to the Power Five. Mm-hmm. And then there's sort of then this swill, and so many of the other guys are developmental-level guys. But I, And that, that storyline has been told and retold over and over again. I was so curious, though, what happened to the, you know, frothing-at-the-mouth edge guy that used to come out of Montana, all, you know, from Andy Pedic to, to you know, all the, Mike Murphy, all the great Lance Spencer, the, mm-hmm. they, you know, the... Uh, Dustin DeLuy, I guess he was from Coeur d'Alene. He was, I was going to say, he's from close, Idaho. Close enough. Uh, but there was always, you know, this little, you know, not that crazy big, you know, it's kind of wiry, mean, wild men. Like, Croy Be- Beerman's another example of that. Good one. Like, what happened to those guys? I was wondering, Talon Marsh is the first guy in a long time that reminds me of those guys. I like that. That's a really, really good comparison. And uh, as you're going down there, like, every every year you go back, I'm like, God, that's another year removed from school. And thanks right. for another, I know, right? another gray hair and her receding and expanding waistline. But anyway, folks, I digress. Uh, no, T- Talon Marsh is, is, is legit. And I really think that once he, not that he wasn't coached up or coached well, but I think once he has that type of attention and he's able to kind of hone in and focus even more, like this kid's going to be nasty. Um, and, and folks, I, when I say nasty, I mean a kid that plays with an edge, tenacity, the motor, all, all the things, um, not dirty. There's a difference. And he's going to be nasty. If you were, uh, if you're breaking hell in a capital single season and uh, career sack records, you're breaking big time records because guys big like time. like the Daly brothers used to hold. I mean, Brad Daly is one of the best pass rushers I have ever seen at the high school or Period. college level. He did nothing but wreak havoc during his high school days. Did nothing but wreak havoc <clears throat> during his college days. Won the Buck Buchanan Award 2013. So if you're breaking his records, uh, you're doing something right for Truth. sure. Uh, Nuan is now ESPN Radio. How about Gage Slider, Calspo Glacier quarterback? I loved this kid this fall, man. He 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 has a weird release. He does, but he gets it out. quick. But he gets it out quick. Like it 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 it's. He reminds me if you could take Dan Marino and Philip Rivers and put them together, that awkward release point, but the quick flick of the wrist. Yep. This kid's got it. Um, I he, like he moves well too. That's the other thing. And once his body mechanics. Yeah. Like once he starts learning how to drive the ball, um, and, and, and a lot of quarterbacks can throw it, but once he learns how to drive that ball, he's going to be nice. And I think with uh, the, the deficit left uh, uh, at quarterback this year. With Daniel Britt going to the transfer portal. Transfer with portal. graduating. Great, great time for a bunch of uh, Montana boys uh, to kind of step up and claim something early in a career and kind of put a stamp on a program. Tate Templeton, a guy that uh, I know was, he was kind of waiting to see if he would get this opportunity. He's coming to Montana as a preferred walk-on, Truth. but a guy that would have been a scholarship guy at the frontier. Truth. But we've seen this many, many times where, you know, I, I always, anytime any parents or kids ask me, I always say, bet on yourself. Because if you go and you stick it out, who knows what you might become. It might be terrible for a couple of years, but then all of a sudden you might be playing, you know, if you could just get there and develop and, and keep getting better. So what do you think is opportunity for Tate Templeton? You know, Tate is a kid that is just, he's heart and soul. 
He is heart and soul and, and, a, and a leader. Uh, he was a patrolman, so to say, up and down sidelines. And he brings a lot of things to a team um, outside of his play that you need on a team. Yeah. He takes great pride in himself. He takes great pride in his teammates. Um, he is happy to be here. Yeah. And, and, and I think that uh, with the preferred status, he's going to bust his butt. And anyone that knows him knows who his, uh, who his dad is. Right. And if you understand what his body's going to transform into, right. Montana made a good decision. Yeah, totally, no doubt about it. You no. know, so this kid, he's got some technique. He's been coached really well uh, over the last couple of years by by, by Coach Sneed and Cosina, and, and a couple of years ago, Pete Joseph. Um, yeah, he's going to be all right. I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him and his family and the uh, you know, local boy turns good. Let's go. A couple of the other Montana guys to talk about. We're going to keep talking recruiting here in just a minute as we uh, take a break here quickly. But uh, how about the other two Sentinel guys? I mean, J.J. Dolan, uh, who was an, a great defensive back for two years on the state championship teams and then straight tur- dog turned into being a two-way guy and a, and a great uh, stud player as a senior. And then Adam Jones, I, I never forget when Dane Oliver told me when Adam Jones was a freshman, he's like, dude, I got this kid who's going to be special. And then oh, his God. sophomore year, I remember going down there, and Dane was like, man, he got hurt, and he's probably going to be out. Because he, he was hurt. I coached him freshman year. Hurt, bad hip or something yeah, like he'd that. Yeah, been, he'd been hurt for two years, and I'm like, well, when's this kid going to bust out? And then he busted out in a big way Dude. in 2021, but then last year he was flat dominant. I thought he was the best offensive player in the state. Dude, he's a weapon, and I, I, we'll go with Adam, and then we'll end with JJ. But, yeah, Adam Jones, I've never seen anything like that. Like, I've never just seen... Power, grace, speed, it's agility. The grace. It's the grace that really stands out too, right? Because he he's a glider. Like he he's one of those guys where it looks like he's Robert not, Smith. Like he's not he's not running hard at all, and yet he's outrunning everybody. Robert Smith. Yeah, that's good. It's really good. That's who he reminds me of is Robert Smith. And for those that don't know, and I'm not doing that because Coulter is one of my boys, <laughs> being a Vikings fan. But Robert Smith, who ran at a uh, running back and a track guy at yep. Ohio State, yep. was a strider and a glider. And again, doesn't look like you're running hard until you try to catch. Him and this guy is like you know two steps in a cloud of dust. Stop on a dime, go from fifth gear down to second, back to fourth, and then hit you in reverse. And then you can catch. He can catch out of the backfield. You can line him up at the slot. Flip side to it, he could play DB. That's right. He could play corner. He could play safety. He can kick return, punt return. So like, it's a good get for the cats. It's a great get for the cats. What Montana I didn't see, I'm not sure. But like how you let this cat out of your backyard is a tragedy to this community. But Montana State is, did what they needed to do and uh, picked up a great one. Teammate now shifting over. If I get emotional, folks, and start crying like Dick Vermeil, it's because <laughs> J.J. Dolan. He coached this kid forever. For, like, dude, and I've known his dad forever. Big fan of his father. May, yeah, his grandfather, P.D. Yep. Like, Pat I Dolan. Just, like, just, Montana Football Hall of Fame. That's a family, man. Like, And I am emotional. J.J. Dolan is like Mike Mott said it best, the defensive coordinator for the Sentinel Spartans. When you have absolute trust in a kid and you know you need something and you can look over and you know that dude's going to do it over and over again, that's that kid. For sure. You know what I mean? And J.J.'s, JJ's overcome a lot of things off the field and has transferred that energy onto the field and... and what a blessing to know this kid. What a fortunate and lucky situation for me to have coached this young man. Like, that's a dude. 
There's a lot of guys on football teams, Colton Nuanez, but that's a dude. For sure. And I would take that kid to the gates of H-E double hockey sticks any day of the week because he's that kind of kid. Love that boy. Let's go. Well, I love it. Uh, I love the emotion. And uh, it's great. It's a great testament to the Missoula Sentinel football program because it's been a great run these last three years. And I think that you see the fact that there's, you know, now, I mean, double digits in, in terms of kids that are dotting the rosters for both yeah. Montana and Montana State. And so great job by to Dana Oliver and yourself and everybody else that's been involved down there. And uh, it's been really fun covering uh, Missoula Sentinel. And that sort of comes to a uh, a peak here today with now this this latest group moving on to the college ranks. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. People always ask me, who won the in-state recruiting battle? Well, it's not as complicated as you might think because a lot of times both schools aren't recruiting all the kids that sign in-state. We'll do a little Montana State Minute all about the in-state recruiting battle next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. One of my favorite things is putting songs on the playlist that I know that we are absolutely not allowed to play on the radio and then seeing if Andrew and Jeff can find the edited versions. <laughs> and, like, what part you can play that's not just, like, beeping out every single word. <laughs> Gotta love it. Nuance now. ESPN Radio, SWX by Television, and the ESPN MT app. My main guy, Rajim Seabrook, riding with me, what up? Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for the first uh, for the uh, for the last fifteen plus years, and uh, happy to say so. This is the first day in like over a month. I'm not wearing my new gear, courtesy of uh, Graphic Imprints and uh, our good buddy Nate Dolan. Nate Dog, uh, I'm wearing my my. Very first ESPN shirt that they got me way back in the day when I first started working here. But every day for, like, seriously, I think since uh, November 12th. So how many? That's like six weeks ago. I've been wearing, like, a pretty much new shirt every day because Graphic Imprints hooked us up with so much sweet gear. So if you need some gear for your business, graphic-imprints.com. You can also visit facebook.com backslash graphic imprints. Or you can hit up Nate, Nate at Graphic Imprints. Dot com And I uh, know Nate's listening right now, so thanks for the uh, hookup. And also, congratulations. No, it's a big day with your boy, JJ, signing there uh, at Montana State. Speaking of Montana State, it's time now for our Montana State Minute, presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Got a big family holiday gathering coming up. JNV has everything you need. They got locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. And if you can't make it in, JNV has a great restaurant 
as well. Uh, we, or, excuse me, Gray's website as well, jvrestaurant.com. Um, the in-state recruiting battle is something I always get asked about. Who won the in-state recruiting battle? I do think that uh, we are, first of all, I think that a lot of times there's not a lot of battles for kids because a lot of times uh, one side is recruiting them or the other, and there's a variety of reasons for that, mm-hmm. whether it's their family ties previously to one program or the other, the academic fit, Right, the need that the the football team has from a position standpoint, totally all that stuff. So a lot of times, kids are just going where they're going. I mean, like for example, I, the cats very lightly recruited Austin Beeler. Why would you? His parents both played for the Grizz. The Grizz knew that they were going to recruit him, and he was going to be ready to go. They're going to get him. Cameron Gersey's dad is a Grizz Hall of Famer. Like the the, the cats aren't going to spend that much time recruiting, it, you know. But then on the flip side. Uh, you got guys like Everett Carr, who's you know, from, grew up multiple generations in Bozeman. You know, like he he's just going to go to the Cats. Well, same thing with Dolan. For, for, yeah, well, that, that's what's interesting though. So when you ask me about the in-state recruiting battle, by my count and by what we were able to do in terms of talking to these kids, first of all, the Cats signed twelve in-state kids today. Mm-hmm. The Grizz signed eight. From what I was able to decide, plus four ratio. What I but but a lot of those kids weren't offered by the other side, right? But what I, from what I was able to decipher, though, Clay Oven from Billing Central, <laughs> best name ever, was was the only guy that was heavily recruited by both the schools that chose the Grizz. Like I know that Austin Beeler got a little bit of interest from the Cats. Cameron Guernsey got a little interest. Hayden Opitz got a little interest from the Cats for sure. Um, I don't think Gage Slatter got any uh, interest from the Cats. Cy Stevenson from Libby got no interest from the Cats. I don't think Tate Templeton got any interest from the Cats. Jackson Tucker from Billings West didn't get any interest from the Cats. That's not to say they're not good players. I think they are good players. What I'm getting at, though, is that the only real big-time recruiting wins, I thought, for the Grizz in terms of beating the Cats for that guy, Clay Oven and Hayden Opitz. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, Adam Jones got recruited by both. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, J.J. Dolan got recruited by both a little bit, but Montana State was recruited him a lot harder than Montana was, even though J.J. has deep Montana ties with his dad playing for the Grizz, his grandfather playing for the Grizz. Totally. But they also have some cat ties. I mean, I, I know that Nate's sister played volleyball there. Truth. Uh, at MSU. So, uh, but still, you know, not that's that's not, even though it's, it's you're pulling a kid out of Missoula, it's not necessarily a quote-unquote recruiting win because the Grizz, did, it wasn't equitable in terms of what they were offering, right? But then I look at some of the kids that the Cats got that both sides recruited. Talon Marsh was recruited by Ooh. both sides. Cole Taylor out of Great Falls CMR was recruited by both sides. Truth. Um, Tom Carter from Helena Capital was recruited by both sides. And then there's the Florence kids. That's the other thing is Montana State pulled two kids out of Missoula in Jones and Dolan. They also pulled two kids out of Florence in Jonathan Lumen and Patrick Duchesne. Oh, that boy is Lumen, nice. Lumen is a preferred walk-on type guy. He, he didn't get any interest from the Grizz. So that's not necessarily a recruiting win either. Mm-hmm. Patrick Duchesne is nice. He's I, nice. I was very surprised that the Grizz didn't recruit him harder, particularly given the Grizz struggles at quarterback. Like Patrick Duchesne is nice. Like He's not just like a great athlete playing quarterback at the Class B level. Like I've watched this kid since he was a sophomore. He He's highly developed. He, they were running a very sophisticated offense. Intricate, if you will. He can run. He can throw. I mean, he's 6'2", 210. He's a great basketball player. 
I don't know what I'm missing with. I mean, first of all, great job by the Cats to go get him. I don't know what I'm missing though why the Grizz weren't recruiting this guy harder. He's 45 minutes away from, not even 45, 25. 25. Minutes, Sorry, I, that's how baffled I am. My math is so poor today. I don't get it when you let dudes like this literally walk out of your backyard, across the street, and eat dinner at your girlfriend's house. <laughs> right. For real, son? Out of the immortal words of Ed Lever. Come on, man. Yeah, for sure. I was going through, I was thinking about all the Montana kids on both Montana rosters, Montana and Montana State's rosters right now, too. And I was thinking about, since Bobby Houck came back, some of the recruiting battles or lack thereof that there have been. And it's the same thing. So often, I like, most kids from Montana are not recruited hard by both schools. They're recruited hard by one of the two schools and maybe fringe on the other one. Mm-hmm. And so there's not really that many crazy in-state wins. So when people ask me who won the in-state recruiting battle, I think that a lot of times the answer is wait and see, or it's just that both sides won because they got the guys that they wanted and the other side didn't really want them. The fact that we have 20 that stayed in-state between the two schools, the state of Montana won. Right. Like hands down. And the, you know, so for me, uh, I like what you're saying. It's less about the, it's about the programs, but a lot of people the battle is lost academically right. for a lot of our Missoula sure. kids not having the same programs 100%. that MSU has. Like, we're not losing the in-state battles athletically. We're losing it to the lack of academic opportunities that the kids want but just aren't here. I was going through all the kids on all the Montana roster, Montana and Montana State rosters, and of the guys that are, like, now contributing headliners, so to speak, mm-hmm. for their respective programs, mm-hmm. the guys that were the only real battles were uh, that, that were won by the Grizz were Junior Bergen. He, he was actually previously committed to the Cats, and then he actually signed with Montana State, then got out of it because there's a, a loophole in the rules. You can get released from your um, – National letter of intent if the coaching staff that recruits you then leaves because Bergen signed and then Jeff Choate left. Mm -hmm. Um, So Bergen was a good win for the Grizz. Uh, Tommy Mallott was probably the biggest win for the Cats in terms of guys that both programs recruited. But Mallott, caveat, is an engineering guy. The main factor in which he chose Montana State was engineering. Uh, Patrick Rohrbach was a good win for the Grizz. I mean, he's the best punter in the country as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it might not be sexy, but it's a good one. <laughs> Trevin Gradney, his father played for the Cats, so that was a good win for mm-hmm. the for the Grizz. Mm-hmm. And then Jackson Lee, we'll see who he becomes. Well, well, he was recruited by both sides. Jackson was nice coming out of Flint Creek High School, and then and then played a year at, at Sentinel there. For the Cats, the other big ones were Bertie Greeby, who chose uh, Montana State Montana over Montana State, yep. after he went to a year of prep school. But Brody Gruby's also like a a rodeo cowboy, so it's not that surprising that he went to Montana State. Nolan Askelson is the former defensive player of the year out of building senior. He chose the Cats over the Grizz coming out of high school, and then Taco Dowler was the other big recruiting win. So really, when you break it all down, we're talking about over 100 kids between the two rosters, and there's eight kids that are currently contributing, four on each side, that you could say were truly recruiting wins or losses. So... Uh, it's always a moving target. I'll always have all the details for you whenever you ask me that question. Uh, but more than anything, I think people just got to realize that the instant recruiting battle is not as fierce as maybe people think. A lot of times it's just one side recruiting guys, the other side recruiting guys. And a lot of times in terms of actually going heads up and both sides offering equitably, 
and then one, a kid chooses one or the other, it's not nearly as many nope. as you might think. That's our Montana State Minute. We, we branded it as the Montana State Minute because they did get 12 in-state guys. And they did get some of the best guys in the state like Talon Marsh, Adam Jones, Patrick Duchesne, and Tom Carter. Montana State Minute presented by J&B Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. If you can't make it into their three great locations, Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls, visit their website, jvrestaurant.com. We got some free wings and some history lessons for you next. Wing It Wednesday, Desperado style. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. One is now on ESPN Radio. It's all 90s rap all the time here to wrap up our 2022. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN <coughs> MT app. Coulter Nuanez, Rajim Seabrook, riding with you here on your Wednesday, last day of the year. For us here at Nuanez now, we'll be back at it January 3rd, but off through the holiday. So we'll have plenty of uh, other stuff for you. Uh, ESPN National has all sorts of stuff to fill the uh, the airspace. We'll have bowl games and uh, a variety of other things a- as well. You can check it out. We look at. I got my college football book up here. I got all sorts of sweet books. That was just been the one we've been on display because we've been talking so much. You just sounded so like football. Ron Burgundy. Of such sweet books, such sweet books. leather bound. Smells of rich mahogany <laughs> in here. Yes, yes. Uh, I hope I could be like Ron Burgundy someday. He is an idol. Uh, you want some wings? Yes, please. Everybody does. We got dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Usually, we pit them with hockey tickets. But Grizz Hockey is off on their winter break as well. So, instead, we just got the delicious wings. But what a great thing to go enjoy over your holiday. I prefer the uh, spicy teriyaki, but uh, you can go whichever way you like. The sissy teriyakis are pretty good as well. All the wings are good. It's the best wings in Missoula. Bar, bar, bar none. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Right across the street from the YMCA there on Russell Street. A great place to go watch the NFL, the NBA, whatever you want to watch. They'll have it on for you. Call us right now. Caller number 3, 406 888-1029. We got a dozen wings. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Wing it Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday. We have for 10 years here uh, at Nuanas Now and at ESPN Radio. So call right now. Call number 3-406-888-1029. We haven't had a history lesson in a while. I love these. I wanted to get through this book uh, before the end of the year. We're I've not been going... through with a lot of this with you. Yeah, you have. Uh, it's because I always appreciate that you know so much about some of these guys. Oh. But we're to the point of the book. R is one of the most common letters in the English language. And so a lot of last names start with R. This thing is alphabetical. One of my favorite letters. <laughs> Rajim. The 18th letter. <laughs> Not talking about the Rock M comeback album. <laughs> so we're on page 108, and we are to the point where a couple of the most famous people in this book have been the last ones. We had. Jackie Robinson and Sugar Ray Robinson recently. Oh, oh yeah. Now we are to Newt Rockney. By the way, this is this book oh, is Oh, this is a good one. This book is The 100 Greatest Sports Heroes by Mac Davis, but this is from 1954. So it's just fun retrospective 
you know, traveling 70 years in the past and seeing who was the biggest of the big names and who is still remembered. Mm. On March 31st, 1931, an airplane crash in a Kansas cornfield snuffed out the life of 43-year-old passenger Newt Rockney. The af- ap- excuse me, the accident brought to an abrupt close one of the most colorful and successful careers in football history. The death of the bald, broken-nosed Rockney dismayed all lovers of football. At Notre Dame, where he had for 13 years led some of the most magnificent teams in all the land, Rockney's loss was irreparable. Elsewhere, the man with millions of friends left nothing but mourners for Nuke Rockney was a master of the gridiron, an inspiring teacher, a wise leader. A genius died in that crash over Kansas, but he left an impression on football that is evident to this day. Of course, you already knew this, but Newt Rockney, one of the great college coaches uh, of all time, certainly one of the first really prominent uh, national brand-type coaches and uh, one of, if not the most influential figure in bringing Notre Dame football uh, to national prominence. We'll do one more history lesson here on our Wing It Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually, I think if you were to go through every single one of these 100 greatest, I think at this exact moment when this book was published in 1954, this man was probably considered the greatest athlete of all time. Who do you think it is? The greatest athlete of I, I think this time? man was considered the greatest athlete in the, in the history of America at the moment of 1954 this book was published. That's hard. It is hard, but when I say it, you're going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. You have to think, the NFL was uh, was not nothing, nothing. in 1954. So it's either got to be a boxer was, or a baseball player. That's exactly right. Boxer? Nope. It's got to be a baseball, baseball player. player. Yeah, because you also, you also got to think, we've already gone through Sugar okay. Ray Robinson and Joe Lewis and the great boxers of the first half of the 20th century. Okay. Who's the greatest baseball player of all time as of 1954? Don Mattingly. <laughs> It's not even until the late 80s. I love it. The, the captain. It's. I know it. I know. I know you, it. You it's going to like. Know. It's going to haunt me at four o'clock in the morning. It's it's the Sultan of SWAT. The oh no way. Oh fat boy himself. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth, man. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. George, George Herman Ruth. Uh, Babe Ruth. It's uh, it's crazy that yeah, to me actually. I think it's I think it's almost unquestionable that he was considered the greatest athlete in American history at the time this book was published. It's also crazy to me that here we are, almost a hundred years removed from from Babe Ruth's prime, and he it shows you how memories fade. Babe Ruth is not on the tip of people's tongue. Babe Ruth was on the tip of your grandfather and your father and everybody's tongue. As the greatest baseball player ever, and then it's it's faded a little bit now. When people think they they can rattle off all these names, not that many still in the modern era, but I think people would say Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays or Hank Aaron or you know a variety of the other guys that have come up. But Babe Ruth, for people of a certain age or of a certain memory, was absolutely the goat, and, and I think that he did it in such an atypical fashion. Right? I mean. For example, when Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs in a single season, he hit more home runs than every team but one in the whole league. He hit more home runs himself as everybody else in the league as a team. His numbers are absolutely astounding. 714 career home runs. The tie, At the time he retired, he held 56 all-time baseball records. Mm. He hit two home runs in a game 72 times, led the uh, bigs in home runs 
12 consecutive years. He's still the all-time leader in walks in Major League Baseball history. And uh, I mean, the guy is uh, uh, the Sultan of Swat is, a, is about as perfect of a nickname. Bam- as Bambino, the baby. Bambino. That's, what we, that's what we called him growing up. The Everyone wanted to Bambino. be Bambino. Yeah, I mean, he won seven, six, seven World Series? Yeah. Yep. Was it six, six or seven, if my memory? And he was the 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 middle of the the what is considered the greatest lineup of all time, Murderers Row. Murderers for, Row, for buddy. Twenty seven Yankees. Uh, he was the one Ugh. that was sort of the foundation of all of it. And uh, so I don't know. It, it, interesting. And it, it's uh, it's uh, he, I think that's the greatest example of why I keep doing these is after a certain amount of time, no matter how great and legendary you possibly could be, your memory does fade just a little bit. So. Uh, Keep the memories alive. That's what we try to do here at Nuwata's Now. So, if my memory serves me well, remember when they were doing the whole home run derbies, Sammy Sosa, all those things? I think Babe Ruth, in the history, was the first guy to go, the first person hit 30 in a season, first person hit 40, 50, and 60 in a season. Which is... I mean, again, when he hit 60, he hit more home runs than every team in the league except for one. Well, every team. I'm just saying, <laughs> the, that amount of home runs in that time span, year after year, to yeah. like just the increment of bump up. And I mean, as far as we know, no steroids. Right. If anything, it was it was the whiskey opposite. and cigars. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that 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 pushed. I mean, him he was through. dead by 52 because he lived so hard. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he was a chimney in the in the dugout. So yeah, crazy stuff. Gotta Do love not it. Forget George Herman Ruth. That's all I gotta say. Bambino baby. Our right, one of the books. Hour two, coming at you. Some more nostalgia. Some more retrospection. Some more uh, top ten. We got our top five most memorable storylines from across Big Sky Conference sports. A second part of the ESPN Roundtable countdown. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanas now. ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.